You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio. I don't wish the president anything bad, although I don't wish him anything good. 
Uh, he doesn't care about people is what it comes down to in my mind. So it's hard to feel sympathy, but I generally don't want to see somebody die just to make things easier for the world. So I do. I have, since it happened, said I hope he and the First Lady and everybody else who gets it survives, but there are a few hundred thousand people who died from this thing, and at least half of them might not have had to go through it or die from it had he done his damn job. So it's hard to put that aside. And I think I mentioned to you that there's something in the law that I haven't heard any of these brilliant attorneys talk about. It's called depraved indifference. Uh, it dates way back to old law. In fact, it used to be called depraved heart indifference, meaning your heart doesn't give a damn about people. What he has done and not done while he's been busy making money and cutting things. So we'll get into it. I don't mean to just harp on him all the time, but he is the center of what's happening to our country and in general to the world at the moment. He wants attention. I can't help but give it to him because I still talk to people and they say to me, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, would you rather live in Venezuela or something else? People, let's get real. I don't live in Venezuela. I'm not planning to go to Venezuela. And if we did things right, Venezuela wouldn't be where it is. So we live in America, and we're letting this man take apart our country. Uh, the Republicans in the Senate, and again, as I said, I have an extensive background of working with Democrats and Republicans in my younger days being in Washington a lot. They all knew they were congressmen. We have never had a president who acts like he's the president of one party. So we'll get into a few things about that also. Uh, the worst thing, because of how I read Donald Trump, who really just tries to keep everybody from making him answer for anything, he just wants to achieve a purpose of living well, taking money out of our treasury, never putting money in, as his tax returns show that they found. But that's not new to me. And not caring what happens to people by the laws he changed. Uh, a lot of the EPA rules and the rest of it, as I've explained to everybody who's listened to me from way back, so let me just briefly say it again. The understanding of economics as a science uh, the study of commerce and how we do business and the rest of it. A business that stays in business, no matter how it runs it, has to offset its expenses. So basically, my bottom line statement, and economics is one of my majors, as I've said, in case anybody listening has not heard me say that. Uh, I've always enjoyed the science before I knew what it was. So you don't run any kind of business without recovering all your expenses, which means that no business pays any taxes, period. It's the simplicity of it is whatever taxes they might have to pay or anything else, if they have a good or a bad accountant or the person running it, whether he has an accountant or not, 
He looks at the cost of his, the goods he's selling or the services or his rent or his electricity. All of the expenses have to go into what you're selling to your market. So when you sell either your goods or your services, every expense you have, if you intend to stay in business, has to be recouped from selling the goods or services. So when they lower corporate taxes and they don't change the price of a product, we get screwed because these people built it in and that's an additional profit for them. And that was an unintended profit because we were already paying any taxes they built into their products. Enough said on that. So Trump, when he goes along doing all of these things, the sad thing is when you do strategic planning, you have to look at all the contingencies and sometimes you have to have a very vivid imagination to make sure you don't miss something that you wouldn't think about because you're not as nasty or ugly as some people who are out there in this world. You have to do business with all kinds of people. I've done a lot of international business, done a lot of national, domestic, state, and local. So you run into people that if you need to deal with them, if they're the only supplier, if they're the only market, you deal with them. You don't have to tell them you love them or not. You just have to deal with them. So with Trump, when I look at what he's doing, since he's already neutered half of Congress, ask me where these men who've been there all this time <laughs> lost their backbone, uh, decided they're not part of this country. If just giving them judges, that's a quid pro quo to begin with, is worth selling your country, and he may not listen to you if he gets reelected. So you're going to be surprised that those judges that he uh, gave you to put in place are meaningless anyway. You'd have to get together as a Congress and decide you're going to impeach him because he's not listening to you. And he'll just argue with you anyway or not come down or surround the Congress with his militia or something because he will do anything to remain in power. So when you understand that, the way he foments rebellion and uh, the way he won't say he's not against white supremacists or uh, violent people and he sends people out to go liberate states and stuff, when you understand that this is okay with him because he feels he's not going to get hurt, he doesn't care who else gets hurt as long as he benefits in his mind. And if he thinks getting a couple of towers in Russia if Putin lets him even build him when he's done using him. Uh, so he'd want to stay in power here because he knows if he doesn't stay in power, Putin doesn't have to give him anything when he leaves office. What's his leverage? So his only leverage is keeping control of this country. Once you accept that basic fact to think through a problem, what Donald Trump is planning with the voting, because that's the last thing left blocking him from remaining in office, is to make people either afraid, look at COVID that they don't want to vote, so you say all the mail-in votes aren't going to count, but then send your people out there. And when I say his people, nobody is his people. Even people who vote for him and like him. Once they've achieved whatever purpose he wants, try and get him. Like that woman who was once one of Pence's strategic 
assistants who was in the room with him that he says he doesn't know, she said that and the good thing about COVID, he said, is I don't have to shake hands with these disgusting people. Which disgusting people? The ones who come to his rallies? Because nobody else is asking to shake his hand. So when you understand that Trump is all about achieving whatever purpose he wants, nobody else matters. If these people go out and monitor things and they bring their weapons with them, and let's say some firefights break out, some people get killed, and I'm not saying that nonchalantly like I want it. I don't. But these people are going to be used as a tool. And the easy answer is once they do that, let me remind you that when the president decided he wanted to put some more money where he could manipulate it to get more in his pocket for that wall on the Mexican border, he decided that these peasants, men, women, and children coming across with not even a pitchfork in their hand, were dangerous and in invading our country. He practiced to see if he could send the military. He sent the military to our border in our country. So once you've seen him do that, when there is, let's say, some, we'll call it insurrection, nice fancy term which means it's activities that are kind of against governmental order. That's a rough definition. So when you get some people getting shot at polling locations or the rest of it, he will up and say, we got to stop this stuff. I told you this was rigged and people are behaving badly. I'm declaring martial law. I'm declaring a national emergency. And I'll send the troops out. Although the military has said we are not here for political reasons, top generals who are active now, you think they're going to disobey? He won't find someone when he gets rid of the ones who don't want to obey who will take the troops and move them over to the border? We'd actually have to have a revolution of all of our military people who said, I'm not going to pick up arms against Americans. So... His objective is to foment disorder so he can then declare martial law so he can then take over even more easily and say who the hell needs a vote. That is the ugly scenario that we are facing. Fortunately or unfortunately, things come back to bite everyone. This COVID, I have a lot of people, and I respect them, who believe that this COVID thing is a joke he's playing because he doesn't want to be out on the trail. He is a germaphobe. Why have his rallies? Why not do this? He's always been looking for sympathy. He tells you how people are picking on him. So what better sympathy than COVID? I personally believe that because of his activities and the people and what he hung around, that he did finally pick it up. And if he didn't, the Congress people and the rest of it who've been picking it up, it's real. The interesting thing is, if he really has it and goes into intensive care, and Mike Pence has to take over, let's run this scenario out. Mike Pence has been around him. It could be that Mike Pence didn't test positive, but he can still test positive. So when Mike Pence tests positive, because he's been hanging around with this White House that won't wear masks because they're all this macho crap that they play, and they want to discredit it because they didn't do their job of protecting us against it and mitigating the people who died. So Mike Pence goes in the hospital too. 
We get Nancy Pelosi. Because they haven't been near her because they don't want to talk to her. She's outsmarted them. She is the next person in the line of succession. So if both Mike Pence and Donald are in the ICU and are technically incapacitated enough not to run the office, Nancy takes over. Do you think we're going to have that judge going for Supreme Court? Won't happen before the election. It might not right now anyway. By the way, that judge, as I understand it, did have COVID. There are people who've had COVID who get it again. They don't always get the same strain. This disease, I've explained to people, is an intelligent organism that keeps mutating. So the second time people get it, it's often not the same strain. And she was at that south, uh, the Rose Garden behind the White House, with her seven children, with none of them wearing a mask. Again, this is a mother who should be taken in front of the Department of Children and Families and said, you want to be a judge in the Supreme Court and you take a chance of exposing your children to this? You don't know any better? So there are a lot of things going on that we could point to. I'm assuming because a couple of congressmen, including senators, have caught it. They may not be able to have enough people in the Senate to vote for this judge. They may not be able to operate the Senate. Uh, as Nancy Pelosi and everybody else knows, without them having every senator there, they're not going to have enough to have a vote or a majority. So with what's going on, that may not happen. So COVID may actually do us a good service other than keeping Donald from shaking hands of people he doesn't like because they're not good enough. So that's what we got to worry about because he is fomenting chaos and will put in martial law or declare an emergency to run the government. This is not a joke. Let's keep going. The president has been pushing, as everybody knows, I think it's November 10th is the date when the Supreme Court is going to look at the health care. Now, he has filed this. He's filed in the Supreme Court to get rid of health care. So what do you do when you lie to people and you try and tell them you're the best thing since sliced bread? He's been running around. It's like trying to get someone as a trophy wife. You don't really love them, but you want them because they look good. So what is he doing? Part of his running around, he's already saying, I'm setting up $13 billion to rebuild Puerto Rico. The man who threw paper towels like basketballs a couple of years ago, he's done nothing really to rebuild the island. Next to nothing. Now, anybody who believes this man, because till that money is in a trust fund that I know is available for rebuilding Puerto Rico, why would I listen to him at all? He suddenly got religion and he's ready to take care of us. And by the way, all the religious people who follow him, stop holding your nose because he's not going to listen to you either once he takes over the government because he doesn't need you when he takes over as an autocrat. So he has the case in the Supreme Court. It's scheduled for November 10th, just after the election. He has also, because this is again, he wants to give out gifts so that more people will think he's wonderful after he's done nothing for three and a half years, 
on any of these things before him and during him. The Republicans have always said repeal and replace. They don't have a bill that they can show you that they're going to replace it with. He's written another edict <coughs> that says he's going to lower drug costs, he's going to this. Yeah, I'm going to serve you coffee every morning at 7 o'clock. Try and get me to do it once I don't have to. So the bottom line is he has done nothing throughout this period of time, and now he's waving that. When it comes to the black voters, as he said, as I said last week, my this, my that, my that, that he said, oh, my Negro, my Hispanic, my this. He's offered, I believe, the number is either $300 billion or $500 billion to make up for all the wrongs and help them build things and the rest of it. Come on. Let's be real. This man is, as I've pointed out to you, is taking money out of our treasury, even though he's put really nothing in. He's not interested in putting a big pot of money for anybody. But he's saying all this stuff, so he hopes you'll think, wow, well, he's that great. He's not that great guy. He's been a failure all his life, with the exception of being a brilliant marketing guy that people have followed and said, oh, let me go to his university, which got sued and he had to pay at least $25 million to settle that. His foundation, he was forced to close it because he was self-dealing and buying things that he couldn't. There are laws. Somebody caught up with him. The attorney general of the state of New York, Letitia James, she's a bright lady. We don't have any stupid attorney generals in New York State. They may be semi-corrupt, but they're never stupid. It's a big state with a lot of talented people. She's after him. Cyrus Vance is after him. He's just looking to get the protection of the White House to keep him out of jail. I don't think that's going to happen. The registration of voters, but as I've said to everyone, my title for today's show was Rejection, Expulsion, No Apathy, and Vote, Vote, Vote. And I am so pleased that not just in 2018 that people turned out, but probably anybody who was watching when he got elected in 2016, everybody was shocked. The day after he was in, you had all these people all over the National Mall and in the cities because they were upset. They were upset because they were apathetic, a lot of them. They did not get their ass up and go out and vote. Ah, you know, Hillary will win anyway. Uh, who would really vote for him? He had the help of Russian intelligence who part of the stories were he even had some of them here working with Cambridge Analytics. They brought in their own people. They're not stupid. They understand how to play with algorithms and other things. They figured out strategically some of your best chess players historically are from Russia. Even some of the best chess players who were here in our country and born here are derived from that wonderful group. They're pretty critical thinkers. They understand what strategy is. So they helped and said, you know, a couple of votes here, a couple of votes here. If you could suppress this and suppress that and convince everybody she's a crook and make them confused so they don't want to vote. So let me get into that. You had Democrats and Republicans voting in 2016. The turnout wasn't that great. The section of people that did not vote, okay, 
Now, if you add Hillary and uh, Trump together, you'll find that we have, yeah, 50, 60% of the vote. So you'd say, well, what the hell? The other percentage is less than half. Except, let me remind you, they each divided that 50, 60%. That group of people who did not vote were close to 100 million people. Let me welcome some of our people. Casey, Keith, I don't recognize the name. Good morning to you, too. We're glad to have any of you with us. Whether you like me or not, watch and listen. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here. The reason I've been doing this is I've always believed in my country. I served it. When I registered for the draft, I volunteered to go in, and I'm always ready to serve my country. Lisa, good morning from Detroit, Michigan. Please stay safe, my fellow Americans. We'll stay safe by sticking together in lines so that if somebody comes to bother somebody, the rest of you stand up with them. Lock arms, keep your mask on. It's hard to have sympathy for a racist tyrant. Think he might be lying about his COVID-19? As I've said, I've had people I have a lot of respect for. When you do contingency planning, if you're really good at it, you make contingency plans for anything, no matter how crazy it sounds, so that when the crazy happens, You've already planned for it, and you know what you're going to do if it happens. So if you have to, make-believe Martians are attacking, what would I do? So I believe in contingency planning. And it's a good exercise. keeps your brain working well. It's a different kind of muscle. Cheryl Carter, good morning. What do you think about how Trump knew he shouldn't be interacting with the public because he knew he had been exposed to COVID-19? He knew a day before it was announced. Let me say this. I started by talking about the legal principle of depraved indifference. Everything I've heard, forgetting where he got it from or Hope Hicks got it from, he knew by the latest on Thursday morning that he had been exposed to someone who's definitely got it. So even if he didn't know he had it yet, he went to Bettminster, which is one of his resort clubs, okay? He went there because that was going to be a bunch of wealthier people who were going to donate. I've heard figures that he got at least a million dollars out of that. If I were any person that was in Bedminster on Thursday, and I now know, I now know that he came there because he knew he could probably get a good-sized contribution, and let me remind you, he blew through before Biden and he started running against each other, he blew through $800 million, wasting on all kinds of crap, including a commercial that he didn't need in the Super Bowl, except that Michael Bloom, a real billionaire, he wanted to have one because Bloom was going to have one. You're dealing with a childish idiot who just wants to get what he wants. Any of the people who were in Bedminster who supposedly have money and donated to that million or were there for him. I understand there's at least 100 to 200 people there minimally. I'm any of those people. I would go on record at my local TV station and saying, this man put my life and my family's life and the people around me that I interact with in danger because he knew by the latest on Thursday morning that he had been around, been around, 
next to Hope Hicks for the last three, four days. He'd been around her, and she had it positively, and he goes to Betminster. Two different words. There's isolation and quarantine. Two nice words. They seem to mean the same to most people. But generally, the difference between the two from a medical or scientific standpoint, isolation is if they know you have the disease, you've tested positive, so they want to isolate you so no one can get it from you. That includes the family. Somebody could bring you your food or whatever, you know, you wear a mask, but you want to stay away. You don't want to touch things that they touch. Quarantine means you're going to stay in so you don't harm anybody else in your general vicinity or the people you interact. You can interact with your family or other people, but quarantine is you've been near someone who is known to have it. They tested positive. You haven't, but there's an incubation period. In fact, when you start tracing, which he again did none of these things to protect the public. When you start doing tracing, they say there's minimally a three to four day incubation period. So if Hope Hicks had it definitely by Wednesday night or Thursday morning, she was showing symptoms at least on Wednesday, and they uh, isolated her on <laughs> Air Force One, the president's plane. It meant you can count back at least three, four days. He had that rally in the Rose Garden on Saturday. That's three, four days before she started showing symptoms. Now, some other people are slower to get it and have it go. That's why they use a two-week quarantine. You know, stay away from people because you were near someone who we know has it. So these people have acted irresponsibly. At the debate, he made fun of Joe Biden. He wears a big mask and arrested it. Are we electing a child? Because he entertains us? Is that, are we that stupid that we need to do that? Anyway, Jerry, good to have you around as usual. Jerry, stay well. Everybody, be careful. Wear your mask. Don't shun people. I go out as needed. I go among people. But I'm careful. I don't touch anything. I don't have to. I don't lean on things as I might have done before. Because who knows what surface somebody touched before I got there. He's lying, is a hoax, he is not sick, and they ate all on it. He's stealing our elections and trying to take over our country completely. Hey, I get it. That's why I told everybody, and I am so happy. I believe it was Virginia had one of the earliest early votes starting a week or two ago, and the lines have been phenomenal. If we are in danger of a maniac taking over our country, who the hell cares about mail-in votes? even if you order the mail-in ballot. If you're really listening to the news on any decent news channel, there are people, I think in Texas, the governor, I guess it was Texas, where he had just said, he's only going to have one drop-off ballot box per county. Some of these counties are enormous. It could take you two hours to drive around the corner. I'd been in Dallas before it got as inhabited as it is now. The interstate, I used to joke, going around Dallas, you had to take lunch with you. It was such a big square. It was one of the bypasses of the interstate because Dallas was growing so big. Folks, 
There is nothing wrong with finding out where your supervisor of elections is. If you did fill out a mail-in ballot, drop it off at your supervisor of elections. Find out if they have a slot that's open on a weekend. There's nothing better you could do that when you're off on a Saturday or Sunday. We have millions of people who are unemployed. This man is not helping you get reemployed. Every time he gets the statistics, he says, look, we created 800,000 new jobs. No, you lost 20 to 30 million jobs because you failed to handle this. You are not a leader. You're a taker. So now when some of the people go back because the businesses are dying, even if they don't make money, they'd like to make stuff to offset their expenses. I am trained as an accountant, among other things. I have told people, and they know it, when you start a new business, you don't always expect to make money right away. So you want to have enough money to cover what's called your fixed expenses and some of your variable expenses. So by bringing some in, no matter how you have to restrict them, you're at least getting enough money to maybe stay in business, not end up out of business or in court because your landlord wants to sue you because you're not paying your rent. Folks, this is all about economics and the basics. I've also told anybody from when I started talking about economics, forget this president, phony president, because I've, as far as I've concerned, I've proven that he disqualified himself during the election. And by the way, since he filed for 2020, the day after or around the day he entered the White House in 2017, once he registered for the election, He's under election laws. So the last three and a half years, he's been electioneering. He signed up to run. Solicitation is against the law. Look at the impeachment hearings and the things with the Ukraine. It's positive. You had positive testimony in the House of Representatives that his people and his team asked the Ukraine to help him. And in fact, force them to help him. So I got news for you. As far as I'm concerned, whenever my thing gets reported out of the Federal Election Commission, the man, history will have to declare his past presidency as a non-presidency. And that means, as I've said, if anybody's been listening to me, that all the judges he appointed are invalid if he's been invalid. And right now, even if you voted for him, you're wasting your vote because he disqualified himself by what he did during this period that he's under the election laws. So tell that to any of your friends who love Trump. Tell them they might as well stay home because a vote for him is a wasted vote. I don't care if it takes another five years. When my ruling comes out, I will be there smiling. Anyway, Rose M. Lawyer. Attorney General Bond, VP Mike Pence, Amy Comey, who had it, and others were at the event last Saturday, so they have test negative. As I said, the incubation period, the reason, because remember, this is a new virus. We've only started learning about it the beginning of this year. The longest we know about this specific COVID. COVID is also common colds, but this novel, as they call it, and the reason it's called 19 is we identified it at the end of 2019. But this strain is deadly, and it keeps mutating. So when they were there on Saturday, and all those people were sitting near each other, 
quarantine, isolation is if you have it, quarantine for at least 10 to 14 days, they say. The reason they say that is we don't have a positive time for how long it takes to incubate in any human. We say at least three, four days. That's why I say when Hope Hicks started showing symptoms on Wednesday, it dates back to she probably picked it up on Saturday with that wonderful group of people. Mike Lee, who picked it up, there are pictures of him hugging people and stuff. No masks on any of them. So that whole crowd that was there in the Rose Garden, they should all be at least quarantined. They should all be tested. And again, the test the president's been using has anywhere from a 30 to 50% failure, this quickie Abbott test. He doesn't want to waste money that doesn't go in his pocket. So he doesn't wear his masks. Everybody else doesn't do it because they'd be insulting him. Excuse me, I would quit a job if I knew I was in danger because people are being idiotic. So thank you, Rose Lawyer. Lisa, good to hear from you again. Michigan's uh, GOP Supreme Court has taken away Governor Whitmer's rights. You declare a state of emergency in Michigan. She has 21 days to put the safety plan under different conditions and laws to save Michigan lives. Again, people haven't been following it. Most people in America, we've been here for over 200 years, 240 approximately to 250. We get comfortable. That's one of the things of the human condition. I don't want to say we get lazy, but we definitely get comfortable. So we go about enjoying our lives, running around, going to movies, going shopping, going to lounges, going to bars, going to the beach, whatever. That's what we expect from the American way of life, that we can go around and do things. But just as they were saying about soldiers, so you'd understand it, and they said freedom is not free, people died for it, and people still die for it. Freedom is not free. What we have, we have to take care of. It's like saying, if you had a machine that served you dinner every day and got used to it, the machine may need servicing, may need maintenance. I believe in something called preventive maintenance. On this planet, things wear out. If you don't monitor them, take care of them, fix them periodically, oil them, change them, whatever. Our life changes because we just figured everything's just going to be there. Ain't the way it happens. So in Michigan, it started over 10 years ago. The Republican Party, I forget the name of the guy, and I think he died a couple of years ago. He went to the Republican Party before the 2010 census. He said, give me 10 or $20 million, and I'll help you take over the state and local level. Because if you go back and do your searches, you'll find out the Republicans started to take over governorships, state and local legislators and assemblies and the rest of it. Because where you live is where things happen. The federal government, till Trump takes over and says, I'm in charge and I say what goes, the federal government only has powers that we gave it as the original 13 colonies saying, we're going to cede certain things, you're going to do a national. The European Union studied us for 20, 30 years. I used to deal with these countries. They figured out what we did and they figured out, well, what do I want to change? Because they've been doing it for 200 years or a couple of things here maybe they, we can make better. 
And they did do a few things better. I won't get into it. So we gave the federal government a certain amount of things. They don't get money except what we send in from the state and local people, the people who live here. Your federal income tax is to take care of our army, our roads. Remember, I've told you, every one of the 330 million people own one share of America. And right now, before we lose it, it's worth, as I said, at least $200,000. Each of us, you can multiply that, it's a very large number, it's trillions. But the bottom line is, that's even after paying off any debt that we owe because of military bases, hardwares, federal lands. You've heard in California that somewhere around at least half the lands that are burning are federal lands. Wouldn't you like to own some property in California? Well, I'm telling you, we own property in California and a lot of other places. So it's our country. We own it. The more we start to understand it and say, the more we take care of it, the better it serves us. Not go with our petty little differences. Well, I want green lights to be a little bluer in color. Hey, you know what? We need the place to work right. We need to have clean air, clean water. We don't need someone because we, as I told you, pay all the bills when we buy goods and services from any company. So if we're paying the bill, if they put us out of business, who's going to buy their crap? It's a symbiotic relationship, just like the germs that are in our gut that when we eat, it eats those food particles, process them, take the minerals that we need to live if we're on a proper diet, and then we expel the rest. By the way, New York City is so full of a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and real fecal matter, that New York City has one of the best processing systems. New York City not only processes the waste matter from all of the toilets, because they don't have, it's hard to have a septic tank in New York City. There are probably some left. But all that's processed, and New York City actually sells fertilizer, which is the shit that comes out of all the people that work or live in New York. And it's famous worldwide. We're all connected, folks. It's no big secret, and I'll tell you about it as we go along once we're done with this idiot. We'll be done with him when we do what we need to. So, yeah, the GOP, they spent time taking over the state and local areas, and now they're using that power at the local level to stop people from doing things. Could it be any plainer? Why did... Michigan suddenly decide that they had to do this because they don't want to lose their power. So even if they know they've got a guy who's a maniac who doesn't care for anybody, they're still working with him because they got used to having their power. So Lisa, just keep, keep talking about it, keep talking to people about it. Mel, the occupant of the White House is a blatant liar. That's great. Problem is we let him get there. As I said, I filed something that nobody's going to see because he's not appointing the commissioners. He has to appoint the commissioners. So they report out what I filed that he didn't respond to that says you broke the laws when you ran and you disqualified yourself. Any of you who've watched them over the years, there was a, 
beauty contest person who was around in the last five, 10 years, I forget who she was, I think a Hispanic lady, and she gained a little weight and he was fat shaming her because he's the guy who knows what's right. He doesn't have to look in the mirror. If he's a little fat, it doesn't matter because he's in charge. Guys, this is very serious to me. That's why you hear the anger. I try to keep myself from yelling doesn't accomplish anything. Planning, doing things. If you need a light bulb change, don't curse the darkness, as they say. Go get a light bulb and change it. We need a change in the presidency, okay? It doesn't matter if I've proven that he's illegal. Nobody's accepting it till they see the case reported out. Right now, we're up against an election. And you know what? I hope he does have COVID. I hope he suffers at least as much as Boris Johnson did. Because Boris Johnson changed the way he acted once he was in intensive care and nearly lost his life. This man won't change. I don't care if he almost dies. When he comes out, he'll still be Donald Trump. But by sidelining him, making him know it, who's going to believe this man after he caught it? That big bad man who walks around without a mask and he makes fun of other people? Were you ever a child in public school where you had bullies who used to pick on the guy with glasses or the little kid who looked funny? Where is that guy now? A lot of them didn't make it. They were no longer a big deal. They just picked on people, usually, because they figured if they pick on someone, people will be afraid to pick on them. Usually bullying is a sign of weakness. If all you can really think of to make yourself feel better is to pick on someone else, then you're proving that you're weak. And that's what he does every time he does this. You should look at him as a clown. At best, he's an entertainer. And as I've said, the guy who started The, can uh, the Apprentice, started, I believe, The Survivor, he was an illegal em immigrant to this country. He wouldn't have been here if Donald Trump was president when he snuck into the country. So he ought to thank that illegal immigrant or keep thanking him. That guy has got a lot of conversations that are in a safe somewhere that I'm sure if he ever let them out, you'll see a book. If Donald loses and he's put in jail, that guy who is the producer has got a lot of dialogue that he could put out and write a book and get paid by any big book company a minimum $10 million to start with. Anyway, he's pushing the SCOTUS to kill the ACA. Even though he tells you he's got this great health plan, look, I put out a proclamation and eat it. When he kills the ACA, what he's doing is committing a lot of people to not having coverage till he puts whatever plan he wants to replace it with. An edict is not a law. It's not going to protect you. Insurance companies are not going to write a policy based on an edict that he did. Congress, depending who's left, and you think he's going to be in a hurry to negotiate? If we elect enough people that have the power to override a veto of his, that would make a difference. I doubt, I doubt. I don't think there are enough running in the Senate on the Republican side that if we replaced every one of them, that we would have a majority so we could over turn any veto he did to any bill that we need.
Anyway, they're at a point where they're about to sign a bill because there's so much unrest in the country with unemployment and the rest of it, they've got to pass something. And again, you want to see what a coward the man is? Forget about him facing a dictator like a Putin or a, a Kim Jong-il or any of the other guys there. He won't even face Nancy Pelosi because she made him look like an idiot, which he is. He's not stupid because look what he's done. And when you heard the New York Times report where they said 2016, 2017, he paid some taxes, $750. $750. And then 10 or 11 out of the prior 15 years, he paid zero. If you want to have some fun, and you got to understand the rules. Again, taxation is one of my majors. I ran tax departments. There's something called hobby losses. You want to have fun? Look up hobby losses under the Internal Revenue Code. I believe it's somewhere section 183 or something. But it basically tells you that just because you like making doilies or something else, and you said, you know what? I spend a lot of money doing my hobby. Why don't I make it a business and make believe I'm doing a business? They have rules that if you're not really running a business, and one of the rules is that if you don't make profit after a number of years, they could look at you and say, you're not really in business to make money. You're in business to put all your expenses on someone else. We do cover these things. Economic rules are covered on the tax laws in a lot of cases. So I don't want to drive you all crazy, but we do have rules that make sense. And I'd rather discuss those things with everybody after we get this guy out of office. And you know what? Even if there's an overwhelming vote, he's going to still say, I don't believe it. But we'll have the vote. So as I said, if you can vote in person, there's early voting. A lot of states give you three days to at least a week or 10 days. If you can get yourself down there, vote in person. It doesn't mean they can't interfere with some of this stuff. Anyway, health care, it's going to be devastating if he takes it away. The pieces that the Republicans and him have gone after, the mandate and these other things, all they were saying is anybody who studied insurance, and I've held licenses in insurance, and I studied it on the graduate and undergraduate level, very competent people from major insurance companies who taught me if I didn't understand it, Group insurance, generally, because you're pooling everybody together, makes you be able to afford things that you couldn't afford on your own. So a group coverage gives everybody good coverage at a better rate. The mandate in the ACA was part of saying, we have all these, let's say, youngsters who feel like any of us when we're a teenager or in our early to mid-20s. We feel invincible. We feel nothing's going to happen to us. Yeah, till we end up in a grave or an accident. So you go into an emergency room. So they built it into the old insurance policies that everybody who bought a policy had an extra load that we paid for, for the people who never paid for insurance. So the mandate and some of the other parts of the Affordable Care Act, which people like to call Obamacare, he doesn't care. It's the Affordable Care Act. They don't want to use the word affordable. So it 
made sure that if you don't want to get insurance, that based on your income, you've got to pay a minimum amount into the pot so that we're not paying for you. So all of this made sense. I've spent a lot of time in Washington arguing bills that were coming up, bills that came out, laws that were there. Folks, they're bastardizing a lot of what we have, and the only way of stopping it at this point is voting. As I said, the 100 million people that didn't vote in 2016, if they voted for a puppy, that puppy would be our president because that puppy would have had more votes than the two major candidates. So even though they were less than half the voters, they were a big enough group that if they all went to vote as they should have and voted for a puppy dog, the puppy dog would be our president. We know a puppy dog can't be our president. I'm just trying to make a point. So no matter how many votes Hillary or Donald got, there are enough people who did not vote. That's the apathy, I said. No apathy. Vote. Some people have problems. If you can help them get to the polls, please do. Okay? You'll be doing yourself a favor, not just them. Because if they go and they vote, and they understand what's going on, so Amazon, I want to talk about it. You know, uh, I guess Trump hates Jeff Bezos because he's a self-made billionaire, one of the richest billionaires around. I didn't know everything that Amazon does, and when I'd been doing a little research, I came across it. Jeff Bezos grew up as a simple guy, did something that he saw the power in it, and he kept expanding it, and he's become bigger. I mean, do I want him to take over too much and have too much power? No, but I have to give credit where credit is due. He's opened these big plants, these offices, these systems that allowed us Americans who like convenience to go on our phone and order whatever we want, and who cares if all the stores in our neighborhood close? So let's leave that on the side. I read, and I hadn't known this before, and I give him kudos for it, because he could be richer if he didn't do this. He, when this thing started with COVID, he recognized that it could wreck his business. He could have drivers who get sick, people who are in his warehouse who get sick. So he put in a system that takes care of and monitors all his people pays them if they have to be off where they have to be quarantined because they may not have it, but they were near someone who did. Isolate them. Treat them. This man, and I didn't know it the other night when I was doing some research on something else. And it sounds, and I haven't verified it, but I read it in an article from a good website. He has over a million employees. In fact, almost a million 370,000 employees in all the businesses he runs. So he's taking care of almost a million and a half people. And he's kept them at one of the lowest incident rates of COVID because he's put plans that are in place. That's what a leader does. And in his case, he doesn't want his businesses to suffer. So he has spent money to make sure his people are monitored, are treated, are paid if they're out so that they want to stay there and come back. Because he knows once you get an employee trained, as long as they're doing their job, you don't want to start someone else from ground zero. 
When you've employed enough people, you start to understand this. So I give Amazon a big pat on the back now that I understand what they've done for their employees. And I haven't heard any big things about where he's laying off, closing his plants, or they've got a surge in their people. Within our overall country and the world, Amazon is running their businesses and keeping their incidence of serious COVID to a minimum, a minimum. Look them up. There's an interesting article. I forget where I saw it, but it's on the internet. Look up Amazon, COVID-19, you'll probably find it. <sighs> Repealing the benefits of Obamacare, the top 1% would have phenomenal benefits. Top 1%. And that one-tenth of one percent would even have a bigger benefit. Every one of us, other than that, the other 99% of us, it would cost us more. You'll go look up under Yahoo Finance, Obamacare repeal and the benefits. That's where that article is. Federal judges. There was a federal judge. Some of them are good Americans and they're serious judges. Guy named a U.S. District Judge John Bates is his name. He told Barr and Trump to cease and desist because one of the things they've been doing, because we have all these distractions that Trump Trump keeps lighting fires, so you're not paying attention to what he's really doing. They put together a presidential commission on law enforcement and administration of justice. You can look up that article on the CNN politics and you'll find this. This federal judge just told Barr and Trump to cease and desist because what they've set up is a group of their own people to look at things so that they could then set up committees to tell us what to do and what's right and what's wrong. He said it's biased, it's not representative of all the people and there are other laws that come in here that he knows about. He's a serious judge. And he's told them, stop. So Trump with Barr and some of his other henchmen are doing things to take away our rights because our rights are going to be determined by their people that they put in place that will tell us what we can do, when we can breathe or not. If that's what you want, sit home. Don't vote. Don't help people get to the polls. The danger in wearing a mask and maybe being out in public is minor compared to what would happen if this man gets in again. And believe me, the Russians are giving him any help he needs, whether it's algorithms, programs. I'm sure they have people who are working with his people, helping them get into certain systems if they can. Because the last election in 2016, from what I've been reading, on valid things that I believe, there were a lot of them in the country here working with the analysts and the other people who were working on his campaign. Robocalls, they found out by accident that there are people who've been putting robocalls, they're going to throw a couple of them in jail around different parts of the state, misleading everybody. Trump, if you watch, you're going to see a lot of misleading things. Disqualify and recuse. When you look up those things in a legal dictionary, oh, I got a few more. I'll give it to you in a second. 
disqualify and recuse, you should understand this. You've heard some people say about this judge, this woman that he wants to put on a Supreme Court so that he can have more people vote for what he wants and do what he wants.